Greetings, you bunch of libertines, a word I knew before just now. Um, hey, we're back. Today, we talk about so many things. Like, I can't list all the things we talk about because then that would just add to this already very long episode of the podcast. So, welcome back. Some of the things we talk about. Licorice Recoil, episode 6. I give my spoiler-free episode... Episode? Spoiler-free review of The Gray Man. Grant gives his spoiler-free review of Nope. So, two movies. Big ones, I might add. You're welcome. Um, We go over the newsfeed. There's, like, a lot of weird stuff happening. A lot of Warner Brothers stuff. A lot of DC stuff. Prepare yourself for that. Um, I talk about Fooly Cooly, episode two. Grant talks about Light and Magic, the documentary on Disney+. And then we debut a new segment of the show, a Q&A. Imagine that. Fans, that's you, sent in their questions over Instagram, and we, that's me, um, your hosts, answered them. So... Thank you, and also, you're welcome. We will continue the Q&A on our social medias at Partamu Otaku Podcast on Instagram. I'm talking too fast because I'm trying to get through this. It's It's been a long day. Um, that's about it. Enjoy. How are you doing, consort of oh, mine? I'm doing very, very well. Not bad, right? Yeah. It's been, uh, it feels like it's been a short week. I feel like we just talked. I know. the. It might be we're thrown off from the weather. I, I, I don't want to be uh, those guys talking about the weather as we're open to the podcast. But no, no, so, let's. Just for a been, cool 40 minutes, let's talk about the weather. Well, I'm glad you said cool because <laughs> it's been so fucking stifling hot and we've had so much rain this past, like, week. I've just I've been living it. Up. I just I could live like that. I, yeah. I could live for Seattle weather every day. Of the week. I was about to say I've never been to Seattle. Neither have I. But, but I hear I, it's great. I feel like if a city was my spirit, it's <laughs> Seattle. It's like you're such yeah. a gloom boy. <laughs> like yeah. I know I love it. I love the rain. You know what I think? And I think like don't come at me if I get this wrong. I think I looked it up once, like relocating to like major U.S. cities. And the one only based on temperature year round and nothing else, like maybe potential career prospects was like San Diego. But I remember there were major deal breakers. It was either real estate or something was absurd. But and, you know, I don't know. But uh, San Diego, I think the lowest is like 12 and the highest is like 25. German for a whale's vagina, if you didn't know that. San Diego. Yes, it's a German for a, a whale's vagina. I miss Ron Burgundy. You know, I feel like. Do you? Do you miss that? Or was like the one was enough? Well, no, you're right. Okay, <laughs> let me amend this. I miss the feeling of watching the first one for the first time. Yeah. Nostalgia. Because sure. the second one was fine. Never bothered. You never even bothered? No. I mean, it's um, it's it's one, but bigger and without the magic because it's a sequel, right? Mm. So it's like, I mean, those sequels are, I don't want to say doomed to fail, because they probably do fine, but I also think every, there's not a single person that sees that movie who goes, oh, totally better than the first. Like, no yeah. one has ever said that in the history of Anchorman. No, for sure. Okay. Um, all right, that's our podcast on uh, Will Ferrell. This is uh, Ron Burgundy Pod. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Tune in next week. He's doing a movie with Ryan Reynolds. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> Is he really? I think, it, I think they're doing like a musical together. I think they're doing something weird. You know what? I am into that. I, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be up for a uh, for, uh, Will Ferrell musical. Mm. Speaking of musicals, let's talk about Licorice Recoil Episode 6. Yeah, boy. Were you surprised? And I guess 5-2. We can talk 5-2. Yeah. Were you surprised that Episode mm-hmm. 6 was an entirely in song? <laughs> you know, I was... Takina's been such a quiet character. For To see her just to totally take the mic and just yeah. you know, own the episode was was truly masterful. It was surprising to me that she sang all the Vivi Floride songs in a weird crossover. Oh my god, can we just like scratch this whole pod and just talk about Vivi for an hour and 25? <laughs> I uh I'm thinking about rewatches coming up and, and we yeah. will get to Licorice, but I'm thinking about rewatching Vivi and Vinland Saga. I feel like before we started an anime podcast, I would rewatch the same four things like on a weird rotation and sure. then like watch one new thing every like fifth anime. You know what Slowly I mean? Slowly building up the rotation, yeah. Yeah, you and I now we just watch so much fucking anime. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. I'm definitely Again, we will get back to Lakers Recoil, but I do find myself, not that I was burned out by the 2022 season, but I think uh, the winter and spring mm-hmm. seasons leading into a heavy fall, uh, or a heavy summer, which is going to lead into like a crazy fall, like there's slight, a little bit of tiredness, and I, I find the past few months have been mainly rewatches for us here. Like there's a couple of new shows we stick with, but it's kind of sticking to tried and true classics. Like, you know, for I guess for Leanne, it's kind of new watches because she's watching Full Metal now, and you know, and stuff like that. But um, it's you know, it's the rewatches are, are great, man. Like we're doing High Q again soon. Like that announcement's you know pending, so like in, in preparation for that, I'm sure it's still a year out. But true, so yeah, no. Sometimes you just need a good rewatch. But Vinland Saga and Vivi too. Yeah. Vivi's ripe. For me, it's Vivi and Sunny Boy. I'd like to jump back into Sunny Boy. It's weird knowing something like is like in your all time list. Sunny yeah. Boy for me, and like I have not rewatched it yet because I know like I want to watch it in like the right time and the right mood. You know what winner. I mean? That's well, a winner one for me, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, probably. Didn't we watch it in January or no? Uh, I don't know when it aired. Yeah. It would have been. I don't know actually. Anyway, wow, that's the that's how no, it wouldn't have been January. It would have been it was last year, so it would have been. We're getting fall. old. Yeah, because it was going in tandem with. Uh, to your eternity. Like, to your eternity. So it would have been, yeah, October-ish. Right. Okay. Um, Licorice Recoil, episode six. Last week, you weren't caught up on five, so you watched mm-hmm. that, and you're caught up on six, right? Yes, yes, sir. Is it fair to say, like, the last two episodes may be the strongest, among the stronger of the series so far? In some aspects, yes, and mm-hmm. some, no. I find... I think I was getting really used to the, I guess, like the group dynamic that they were setting up, like kind of <clears throat> the getting to know the characters, because I think they did such a good job with that. Hanging out in the coffee house kind of thing. Hanging out with everyone, like the slice of life stuff. Like, yeah. You know, the conspiracy stuff, the action stuff. I do really, really love, and they do it really, really well. Um, but I think that was just like, that was the thing I kind of, you know, leaned into for this show. And I think they've done it so well that when they do these more. Like, I think episode five was a little more slice of lifey. You know, obviously, yeah. like, they're doing the whole tour around with, you know, which great bit. Obviously, like, totally, like, there's no way that was the actual dude. I, oh, I, I should say spoiler warnings for episode five and six, but yeah. Well, it was last week, so if you missed it, you missed it. But, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, so, but anyway, so episode five was good. I really like the kind of the spin on that. Um, also, like, the, I guess, like, the trope of, like, 
oh, I knew that guy. I was on a mission with that guy. That's curious that we're hunting him down, like between like the coffee shop. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm liking on the the guy that runs the the coffee shop. Um, I have just resorted to like instead of trying to have every anime character's name, it's just like you just make a Is weird gesture. Maybe I think I'm it's so bad something for with it. an M. But uh, but no, episode six was good. I think the worst part. It was hard for me to really get into the episode because it opened in such a weird way. It felt like I missed three episodes. It opened in a weird. Way. There's a cold open, right? It's it's a cold open, but like the it's it the way it kind of jumps in. I found it was like it was jumping from like a cliffhanger from a last week episode. Oh, I know into this, and I was like, oh shit! Like, did they I sort of this? they sort of switch gears, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and this just becomes like a this is thriller action episode more or less. Yes. Yeah. Like, and nothing else. So, yeah, they do definitely set a tone right at the beginning. But I guess I see how, he, like, your point when you say, like, it could feel very disjointed. But but when, but when that's the thing. Like, you know, it has, like, that weird kickoff. And when it gets into it, you know, <clears throat> the action. The other thing is, too, the, there's this Majima character they've kind of teased for the past few episodes. <clears throat> is that the green-haired guy? Yeah, the green-haired guy. The guy that's obsessed with... Um, trying to get into the da he now has yeah. now has an obsession over chisato so and he seems like like are you getting crazy Gyutaro demon slayer vibes or is it just the green hair that's throwing me there i think i think it's the green hair also i think it's the same voice actor as inosuke mm. or I, leanne and i were trying to figure out if it was the guy that does bakugo or if it was the guy that does inosuke just because there's something very like nasally about him yeah um and just kind of brooding and he he yells a lot and mm-hmm. similar to both those characters but uh, i'm i'm curious to see because i didn't get his whole shtick about like he's trying to there's a lot of words about like terrorists like you know like he's trying to all these terrorists are getting stopped and he's trying to figure out why his fellow terrorists are getting stopped ahead of time it's weird it's weird to see like a villain be like oh there's a conspiracy here which i think is actually kind of an interesting take on the show it's all in the details right you have to present that stuff right otherwise it's just going to become come across as a weird animeism also, the return of like the awkward CG van or truck is yeah. I have that right in my notes. I was like, has <laughs> has anyone ever done a CG vehicle that didn't look like shit, or that didn't? Okay, you know, don't come at me and be like, oh well, this one looks okay. When I say it doesn't look like, I mean where it doesn't look like it's from a different show, <laughs> because yeah. that's what they always look like. Man, final season part two, Attack on Titan. There's a scene, and it's like a gorgeous episode. Okay. And I'm not going to... I mean, it's probably fine to spoil, but they're at sea, and they're, they, they're like, carrying luggage. They, like, their, their cargo ship is carrying stuff. But for whatever reason, their cargo ship is completely CG'd, or the water is CG'd, and it looks so bad. It's like, um, it's like in that Vampire in the Garden show, where, like, when you try and put a CG moving object on, like, a still landscape... All time worst. It like it doesn't. What's the? There's like no traction control or like there's no friction because yeah. they weren't drawn together. So you're just like moving this weird CG element on top of like a still. It looked bad. It's it's hard for the I think for the human eye for that kind of thing is because we're used to the physics of motion, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, movement movement's easier because the focus is on characters mm-hmm. and it's it's easy to the uncanny valleyness that that can be. That's sometimes. exactly what it is is easy to kind of wrap your head around but when it comes to solid you know blocky vehicles you know it, it's hard you know you expect the snow to crash with yeah. it you know you expect to see the tire tread and not right. just 
it was just the way like this episode too like it's not the worst offender but it, it was pretty bad just the way like it floated and i was like yeah that, the whole bottom of that vehicle would be totally shot yeah making that jump but, have you uh, have you seen the famous one um in lord of the rings like the like it's a cg f- friction control issue no it's um it's sam chasing frodo up to mount doom like frodo's in mount doom it's at the end of the third movie and he's running after him and i think it's uh they got the actor on like a green screen and they had to like just throw him on top of this shot and like the angle and something's off and it just looks like he's running but his feet aren't touching the ground so he just floats forward and that made it into the movie and they didn't realize till it was too late oh my god i have to go back and see you have to really look for it like and then it's one of those things, once you see it, you can't unsee it. But I'll, I'll send you a link. Friggin' uh, Corridor crew, man. Yeah, they got some good stuff. They're unreal. Anyway, um, yeah, like my main complaint was this CG and that this almost felt like a different show. But then again, I was like, well, they're picking up action. You can see they've been trying to do that the last couple episodes. They're really leaning into this whole conspiracy thing, which <laughs> I'm more or less fine with. Yeah, like it hasn't... I think where I'm unsure and it's so funny because i had a similar issue with 86 you know same studio Mm. there was a point where they were really pushing a narrative and i just i felt out of the loop and you know it was the same then it's the same now i'm watching the episodes pretty clear but i think there's just something in the wash that i'm missing so the thing that i'm getting hung up on is this necklace right the the allen institute necklace yeah so they keep and it I think the problem is because they they gave this narrative in a like a uh, a news flash on a TV while like characters were kind of talking and it was kind of jumping between the TV and like the, what they were talking about in the cafe. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing about a promise or is it a mission? Like when they get this necklace, oh, they have a role. <laughs> and because they keep asking, like she saw, like oh, like what's your mission? What was yeah. your favor? Or what's your mission? So yeah. I think. Let's try I think it. maybe yeah. if I read into that a little more, that's the nice thing about this being original anime. I can, you know, freaking have at her on the internet. I'm not going to get anything spoiled. It's just going to be Good people point. talking about it, right? So, um, but I had the same thing with 86. I remember, like, you know, the, like, Shin being, like, really, like, hard on about a certain subject. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I must have missed something because everyone's talking about this, like, it's the end of the world here. Yeah. And I have no idea what's going on. I, um, I, you know, without being, like, overly critical about it, I do think. When that happens and viewers have to pause and explain what did I miss here and like no one knows, I, I do think that is a bit of a failure. For sure. Story. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I hate to be like that guy. Like, oh, you know, the they failed to communicate the mess. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, when it's like really out of place, you can tell. And yeah, the Allen Institute stuff, I'm not quite sure on. I think I'm supposed to be curious. I am curious. It's just... I think because that's clearly what this conspiracy is like. It's yeah, it's wearing it on its face. Like I don't think anyone's gonna be you know no one's gonna be no. shook by a reveal here. I think it's all intertwined into one thing. Like that's gonna be the root of it all. This is Allen, Allen Institute stuff. But I think <clears throat> I think just the dynamics of the world. I think need to be a little clarified more for me to care. I think yeah. But um, I, I do think like one one final thing, and, and not it's not a dig on the show. I think the strong suit of this show has been the close quarters you know the close battles you know she's that's she saw a specialty like you know she gets up close to everyone she can read their movements that fight final fight in the field which was pretty intense like them beating the shit out of her Mm -hmm. all surrounding her and i find it was i found it was too open and it kind of took away from as in too out in the open in public 
No, well, not that. It's just like it almost felt like empty space. Like it, uh. it was like they're on a generic flat field with all them surrounding her, and there was very little because the show's been so. You didn't like the composition. Well, it's just I think it was just a little jarring because the show puts so much attention into everything around them. Yeah, they're always like, like the, they're the focus and in tight tight spaces and stuff. But it feels realistic, you know. Like th- this didn't like. Yes, I'm sure this is some park by the riverside, but it didn't feel like a lived-in park. You know, it mm-hmm. kind of just felt like you know, like a lazy around. environment. Yeah. So like that kind of you know, like I'm not gonna fault them for it, but it it, it just stuck out. And it, I think it goes for the same with the truck, like on an empty road that clearly looks, you know, like it doesn't lead to anywhere. They're just freaking, you know, taking those leaps on that. But yeah, true. No, say. good shit. I, I still haven't found out how many episodes this is. I was looking into that the other day. Yeah. I don't know if they uh, fully came out and said yet. Well, let me ask you this. Up to this point, this was episode six. Yeah. Up to Compared to episode six of when we were at episode six of Spy Family, which do you like more? Oh, this by far. Yeah, okay. I thought so, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Same for you, or? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's by far. Uh, it's significant, yeah. Like, uh, this I is think, a better show. I mean, I th- so far it is. I do think they're apples Spy and oranges. Spy awesome, though. Uh, Spy, yeah. that, that's the thing i think i genuinely think spy family is a better package mm. but i think licorice recoil fits a better niche yeah i think you know it's it, it's it does it really excels in in certain moments and i think spy family is more consistent but it has more lulls but nah. we've also seen more episodes so we've had more time with it to lull for us so no nah, you're right about that it's you know what else is funny is like I think we were talking about rating shows recently mm. and it might've been on the pod or off the pod, but we were talking about like, it's so hard to give a 10 cause then you can't give it any, you know what I mean? Like we we're talking yeah. about like too many things are sevens like spy family and licorice recoil. Like when they're said and done their first season or first core or whatever it is, ironically, they might both end up being a seven or being an eight or whatever mm-hmm. it ends up being, even though they're going to be completely different journeys and feels and aesthetics and genres of anime and all that bullshit. Just to kind of end up with like kind of a basic score, but yeah, they're very different shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, speaking of ratings, check out this segue. <laughs> I watched The Gray Man. Okay. All right, man. Let me bring this up actually. Um, the Gray Man RT. People are really dunking on this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems to be the general consensus. You know, this is one of those things though. Forty-six percent tomato meter from two hundred and forty-four critics. Ninety-one okay. percent audience score cost something like what 200 million dollars to make a couple dollars um netflix it's a you know uh, oof imdb has it a 6.5 out of 10 and then google users 89 percent of people like this film metacritic 51 percent like this is like all over the fucking map Um, so the thing the thing with movies like this is you have to remind yourself about the vocal minority versus the larger audience. Yeah. You know, and I think when it, I think movies and TV shows and, you know, games, you know, video games kind of, they're all kind of a similar pocket. Music is a little, a little outside of it, but I find critics have so much power now. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're not just, they're much about reviewing something as they are as being a figurehead. So there's so many there's so many things wrapped up into someone's review. Like you, you always have to take a grain of salt when it comes to someone's review, like a, like oh, a yeah. published review, because you know they don't want to you know damage their brand. They don't want to piss off an audience. You know I'm sure that's inflammatory to say, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think no, I, no. sometimes that's what it is. So 
the gray man is a funny one that sticks out to me because this looks like i think it was i don't think it was marketed as like a big dumb action movie no but i think it was marketed as like an action just a big action movie yeah and that's sometimes like older action audiences are very forgiving with this kind of shit so i'm not surprised to see i'm not surprised to see there's such a jarring between the two like i haven't seen it yet you know you've talked about it bronson was telling me about it you know and like i haven't heard actually your review yet obviously but you know bronson was saying like yeah like you know that wasn't it you know but like Mm -hmm. you know it's not without its moments right so yes yeah i don't know but i i've listened to like a couple reviews of people that like that i really trust and they're just like this movie is empty (laughs) it's like damn okay okay so here's here's where i'm at um I, and this is the hot take, because I, I think I know probably that some of the reviews you've heard, like I listened to, um, I think it might have been The Watch, or one of the guys from The Ringer, mm-hmm. um, and I've, I've, you know, a lot of the critics that I really, that I really like have reviewed this film as well. Here's my, like, mere, my, like, weird, like, fence-sitting take on it, and that is that this movie is fine, sure. and has redeemable qualities, um, if you wanted to sell it to someone... Like, you know, you're like, if you're selling it to like a parent or someone who's not like, you know, who hasn't seen the tons of ads they've put up for this movie or whatever, you would probably say it's like kind of like John Wick meets like political thriller, born identity, but also Mm. extraction. Um, I will say like at the top that after seeing this movie and a few others, extraction included, it is like immensely clear that John Wick the franchise has changed cinema and that is like an incredibly good thing. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of, um, improved non shaky cam, non cutaway fight scenes that I've seen since John wick exploded is awesome. Like that all movie extraction. One movie, Dave. Yeah. All it takes is one movie to shape the industry for 10 years. Yeah, man. And, uh, John Wick has really left their mark, you know, extraction. I even think the Batman, the most recent Batman film would not have had as good fight scenes had it not been for John Wick. I 100% agree. Um, okay. But you know, so all that said, it's, uh, you know, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, uh, helmed by the Russo brothers. And I don't know if you knew this, it's Stephen McFeely and what's his face. It's the guys that wrote with the Russos in the MCU. It's, they wrote Winter Soldier, Civil War, and both Avengers movies that the Russos did. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's the quad, it's the quad core guys that go around fucking shit up. But is it a quad core movie? <laughs> yeah, so, I, again, I think, I think it's fine. I think this movie, under a lot of circumstances, is probably a seven. It's fine. Okay. It's fun. Sure. I would say, yeah, I mean, if there's nothing else on, you want to kill two hours on a Sunday, it's on Netflix. I mean, it's free. Because you pay for Netflix, like yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. I think the my take, and I think some people will probably disagree, but I think that where this movie really goes wrong is its absurd budget, cast, and director choice. Mm. This is a pretty forgettable movie um, made by a team of people that should not be making forgettable movies for mm. an uh, for an unforgettable amount of money. Like this movie should have been half the budget. It should have been like by go to Netflix director, not the Russo brothers. It is absolutely over-directed, over-edited. Um, there's in- inconsistencies in the lighting, VFX. Oh. Um, there's, like, it's extremely aggressive in its green screen. Um, like, once you've seen, maybe it's the Corridor Crew thing, and maybe, like, Russo's got away with it for so long, because, like, maybe Marvel and their relationships with studios were, were better at green screen, but you can definitely catch 
that they're just trying to do too much shit. And mm. I never saw that movie Cherry with Tom Holland and the uh, Russo yeah. brothers. But the resounding uh, anecdote I kept hearing was like, how do you over-direct a movie like this? Like, this is supposed to be a character piece, but they're just doing too much behind the camera. Mm. And that is definitely the, the problem with, or one of the problems with this movies, with this movie rather. Like, a good example is like, they'll, there'll be like an action like lead up scene into like a crucial piece of dialogue and they'll just come whipping around the corner with a drone camera for that shot like a really 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 fast drone camera that like then stops and like hovers in front of characters faces while they talk like it's very weird um there's this fight scene in the beginning that i was worried was like is this setting the tone for a movie because like it's a cool john wick extraction-esque type fight scene but like they do it in an area with fireworks that are constantly being set off. So it's just like CG explosive mess where you can't quite see what's going on. Sorry, quick quick hold. Did they do extraction as well? No, I'm just saying okay. like there's similarities. Um, oh, I just wasn't sure if like that was, they did that as well and it, was, it did no. it better than this. Um, no, definitely as far as fight scenes go, extraction is like right up there with John Wick, I think. Um, oh, okay. Or, or close to. It's a different kind of movie, but clearly heavily inspired. Okay. Anyway, so there's all that. Um, highlight for me you know no like i'm not going to spoil anything plot wise i'm curious where you're going to come out on this movie if you end up seeing it but highlight for me is chris evans because he gets to be loose as fuck he's heard he's loopy in this yeah um and you know it's him and the russos again that's pretty cool and it's a very not captain america character i don't i didn't see too much of him in the trailers and i'm kind of glad they did that because he was like a nice surprise how he how he did it Mm. ryan gosling that's i think where the emptiness comes from um really well, it's a writing problem for sure. Like him and Ana de Armas are in a lot of the movie and I don't quite know their motivations. The movie tries, but it probably, yeah. Like I think this is where people are, a lot of the complaints come from is like the stakes are there, but you're not sure why you care, why characters care about one another, despite the movie like making attempts, mm-hmm. kind of lazy attempts sometimes to be like, see, this is why this character should care. I, I don't know. It just, it didn't feel like it, had much of a soul hmm. i don't I, know i i read a f- like you know i read from a few different outlets that one of the big problems is like they would just continue introducing new like minor plot points that like literally went no further than the scene they were introduced yeah in my notes here i said this is a mostly fine movie that you shouldn't think too hard about or you're gonna end up hating it mm. um there are a lot there are a lot of moments that i think are meant to be like um twists and turns but they just end up being too on the nose and are right on the verge of cliche. There's like, they do a thing. Like, do you remember in Endgame when Hawkeye and Nat are trying to like compete for who can die first and it goes on just slightly too long? Yeah. Like they do yeah. shit like that in this movie. And it's like, wait, you, uh, this is stupid. Don't do that. That's a bummer. I am going to watch this. Like I'm, I, Dude. I, I, w- I went from like, I genuinely wanted to see this because like the idea of Chris Evans and you know, the guys awesome. like throwing Man. down in some capacity it was just you know it's it's you know it's podcast bait and it's us bait you know and i went from that to like oh you know i got enough to watch to like fuck i gotta know now you know like i've it's i've come full circle yeah i'm definitely gonna check it out one other thing one other weird complaint is like there's like like you can feel like i don't know if they're just trying to make i i would believe you if if someone said oh like they decided to try and turn down the um gore and violence 
just enough to like appeal to as mass as wide of an audience as possible despite there being like legit torture scenes but like they find a way of like doing that and like not having blood in the movie half the time you know what i mean like they it's like they were like hey let's make a john wick movie if he was in the mcu like that's kind of what they i don't know there's like some oh, that weird... is a weird that's a weird funnel a... to try and push through yeah, I'm not saying that's what they did. Not, I'm not oh, saying okay. it's that bad, but sometimes it makes you think that. It's like, yo, this movie is an action movie with, like, assassins, and people are dying left and right, but there's no gore. Is this ever. a hard R? No, I don't think so. No. Um, I think it's PG-13. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't know, but, yeah, anyway, um, I could be wrong on that. But anyway, again, like, despite all that, I think this movie makes one-tenth, no, one-fifth of the headlines, and so do its reviews, if it's not the Russos, Evans, and Gosling. And if it didn't cost $200 fucking million, which it should not have cost $200 million to make this movie. Like, you're entering Avengers territory, and they were yeah. carrying salaries for half of Hollywood's most expensive people. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, that's just way too much fucking money for a movie like this. But it's, I don't know, anyway. I'm sounding more negative than I want to. It's a seven. Okay. Go kill a Sunday afternoon and watch it if you're listening to this. You're probably going to have fun. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it next week. Okay. I'm, I've, been, I've been eyeing it. Like, you know, it's, it's one of those ones just sitting there. And it's like, all right, I'll, I'll all get right. it to you. Go get yours. Dave, right. I went to go see the new Jordan Peele movie. Nope. Um, the first thing I'm going to say is I really wish our calendars could have lined up a little bit better. And I could have seen this with you, uh, Sam, Leanne, and myself. No, I blame you. It's crazy. What a great fucking movie. Um, <laughs> I, again, I, this is completely spoiler free. Cause Seven out of ten? Dave, this is a nine out of ten. 100%. The man. Um, like I said, I, I, it's spoiler free. I don't want to spoil it for you or anyone else because, Dave, this is why we go to the fucking movies. Is Ooh. people that make fucking movies. You know? Like, mm-hmm. the, it, it's so funny because, you know, it, I think the gray man to the nope conversation is, is so interesting because... This is also I had no idea. This was shot by the guy that does all of the, or a majority of like the Christopher Nolan movies, like the big ones, like you oh. know the. So this is a very big movie, and if you can see it on in IMAX, please see it in IMAX. That's I was able hear. to, um, but Leanne and I were lucky because I fucked up when I clicked the seats uh, when we went to the theater, and we ended up staying like pretty close to the screen. Um, but this is like highly recommended to be looking up at the screen because you know the, the whole point of the movie is you're looking up right like you know the everyone's looking to the sky it's you know it's a big theme of the movie oh see um, i didn't know that what it's anyway I'm not, I'm not gonna get into it but um it's marketed as a ufo movie so i guess it, you know it kind of makes oh, sense. okay yeah that i knew so but man like it's just it's so stylish the writing is so tight like daniel kaluuya and is just he, he's rock solid like everything i've seen him in he puts in an all like get out tremendous you know i i was always so good and get out <laughs> and he's so good and he puts in like a really not a muted performance but like he's really playing like a guy that works on a ranch you know like if you've mm. known any farmers in your life or like any like you know country folk like not everyone's like fast going there like he, he really really nails the role and kiki palmer who plays uh the, his sister I haven't seen her in anything. Like, I know she's been around. I think she was on the Disney Channel back in the day. Um, but she is fucking dynamite on screen. This girl has such insane energy. Like, I, I feel like... I feel she, like I've seen her in something. I just don't know what it is. I think we, Leanna and Craig and I ended up watching a Disney cooking show, like a dessert show that she was the host of. And she was, like, funny in that. But I was like, 
this is not like you know acting it's just you know hosting a show or whatever but yeah no this the the movie is beautiful impeccable you and i are have like such hard-ons for sound design and the sound design in this movie is by far one like probably one of the leading parts in the movie it is so well done um in a typical horror thriller you know it's the sound design is much as a part of anything else in the movie and it just completely leads you in every every way that the movie is going you feel you, you just feel it like you know you want to feel tense in a tense scene and it doesn't it's nice because the movie doesn't really rely on jump scares it's not that kind of movie but it's still that is in your seat, like, really nice to hear but you know like like you know like in, in, in any movie like there's at least one in any horror movie like you know it's, it's, it's you know modern movie making but like the whole movie i was like on edge of like oh shit like where like is it... where is this going it's very very good let me okay let me ask you i'm sure you're not done but let me ask you this like i don't love horror movies but i mm. loved get out because you know from like an audience perspective get out is more about a story that's scary at times Right. Sure. And and there's a, you know, you can talk about how deep the story is and that's what, why everybody loved it. But it's a story that is frightening as opposed to, you know, Amityville horror type shit. Sure. Where you just move yeah. into the house and it's haunted and you know what I mean? So it's like, all about like, there's just lull moments until it, you know, the show is on. Yeah. You so know, just, yeah. on that scale of like paranormal activity to get out where where is nope how frightening is it how horror is it it's side by side with get out it is okay. not it's not that movie you know like it's not um, okay it's about the moments in between as much as like the scary moments sure. you know sure. um also i just want to like this movie kind of solidified going zero dark on a movie you know like, like, oh, which really? is like over the past like, year like i just i wanted you know you've been on that yeah, and, you know, I don't think I've really been... I think, honestly, Doctor Strange was the only one that kind of, you know, was like, well, as expected. You know, mm-hmm. this wasn't, like, super great. Um, but, you know, like, I loved Get Out. I, I think, of the three, I still think his second movie, Us, is my favorite. I haven't seen uh, it. It's really good. It's I think it's it's more, um, it's more like, slasher it's, it, in, in scenes. Like, it's more of a slasher movie. But um, it still has, like, the same, you know... The, it's more it's predominantly more thriller than horror kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this would is predominantly thriller and get out kind of toes like right down the middle, I would say. Um, but uh, I was just pleasantly surprised in every aspect. Like you go in, you have an expectation of what the movie's about. You're there to see a UFO movie. And then I walked out. I was like, not what I expected. Like, well, like well done. Like this, this story is not what anyone expects. But it still somehow fits perfectly into what it's marketed as. It's, I'm so it's, excited. It's really honestly, Dave. Like, <laughs> I would like to know when you see it because I'd like to go again. Like, I enjoyed Damn. it that much, and it just straddles the perfect. It's like two two hours and fifteen minutes. You know, like it's 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 his longest movie yet. It's a big movie. It's it's loud, but God, it's beautiful and it's bright. Like it's I can't think of a horror movie that's is okay with being yeah. so bright. At, at times, you know. Interesting. Maybe yeah, gr- maybe we try. Great performances. Steven Yuen's in this too. I had no idea. Oh, is uh, he really? Yeah, he's really, he's really good in this. I don't know who's in that. Yeah. Maybe we try and work it into our hang later this month or something, or we we book something. I I want to see it. Sam saw the trailer the other day. Yeah. And she's like, you wanted to see this? This looks terrifying. I was like, well, I haven't really seen the trailer, but I just know people are talking about it. It's know. good. And like I said, everyone's saying, because it's so funny too, because there's a scene, because, you know, it was... 
word of mouth was like you got to see this movie at IMAX just because mm-hmm. yeah you know, I keep hearing that too and you know it, this wasn't coming from like the studios like you can always tell this is just like people yeah, that yeah. you know review and watch movies like go see this on a big fucking loud screen and you know we're sitting there and I, I had buried it in the back of my mind I'm like it's okay like you know we got a crazy schedule we were able to fit it in and there's a scene in the movie where there's literally like an IMAX cameras being used and I was like fuck <laughs> 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 I was like, there's a little Shit. reminder right there but yeah, no, uh, both me and I fucking loved it. Yeah, all it was, right, it was, man, it was awesome. Raging. Had a weird dude sitting right behind us in the movie theater. There's five of us in the theater, and this dude sat right behind us. Uh, yeah. uh, and he's like, "Oh, we're sitting a little close, eh?" It's like, please don't talk to us. <laughs> please don't be weird. <laughs> don't ruin this moment for me. All right, so yeah, it's a, that no. sounds like a very positive review and recommendation on note. I just, I just love when people fucking make movies, like movies, and this, this is one for sure. All right. So yeah, it feels like me and you are on the same page between the gray man and nope. So yeah, there you go. I'm kidding. Um, okay, let's do some news. I have to mention to you, Grant and listener, um, we're going to talk about the news. There looks like a lot, but I don't think there actually is a lot. We're going to fly through this. Then we're going to talk about some other shit. But at the end of the show, we're debuting a new segment, which we may or may not always do, which we may only do when we feel like it. It's our show. If you don't like it, start your own. But we're going to do a Q&A at the end yeah, of the show. Right. We're, so excited. Me too. Uh, we, I think someone, it might have been Sam's idea. Um, I'm, I'm not sure whose. But anyway, it was on, uh, we got the recommendation. Hey, why don't you ask your listeners for some questions? And we got some great questions. Yeah. So we're going to debut that segment. And we're going we're gonna to answer your questions. Because we're qualified. Because we have the microphones. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, let's start this off hot with a news feed. Warner Brothers acts as Batgirl. It will not release its $90 million HBO Max film um, that is nearly finished and seven months into production featuring actress Leslie Grace as Batgirl. Batgirl. Michael Keaton was scheduled to return as Batman and Brendan Fraser was the villain. Um, And then they got some heat from Kevin Smith uh, for tearing into Warner Brothers about scrapping that but not killing uh, The Flash because... There okay. are some movies or some issues with The Flash, which is sort of related and then not related. What do you think about all this? So, <laughs> I wanted to ask you this because I'm very out of the loop on this. Mm-hmm. I knew there was going to be a background movie. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it was in May. Didn't know Brendan Fraser was involved. That excites me. I knew mm-hmm. Michael Keaton was supposed to be uh, in this, so that that's that's interesting. Um, but like, so like, what's what's the story behind this? They're just like, nah. Like, is it like? troubled production and they're they're canceling it or they're just trying to is there been any output verbally from Warner Bros? not really there's like you know it just uh it sounds like it was just not gelling um okay wait here i've got something here yada 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 there's several the decision to not release batgirl reflects our leadership's strategic shift as it relates to the DC Universe and HBO Max. Leslie Grace is an incredibly talented actor, and this decision is not a reflection of her performance. Um, We're not going to launch a movie until it's ready. We're not going to launch a movie to make a quarter, and we're not going to put out a movie unless we believe in it. Wow. Doubt. Um, (laughs) CEO reiterated uh, Warner Brothers' plan to hire a team of people whose job it is to put together a 10-year plan focusing on DC uh, in hopes of emulating Marvel Studios' success. It just sounds like, it sounds like um, she, I mean, Batgirl and everybody involved with the project 
may have kind of paid the toll for the weird state that the DCEU and slash DC properties are in right now as they pertain to film. It mm. The DC movies are kind of complicated and messy right now, right? You've got oh, Joaquin yeah, and Todd Phillips doing Joker 1 and 2. That's actually the next on the list. We'll talk about that. But then you've got an unrelated... Um, Robert Pattinson trilogy in the works and then also or at least a sequel and then you've got the actual DCEU which is not connected to either of those properties but has its own interconnectedness and like which one of those two Batmans was Batgirl supposed to exist with Mm. um so I don't know just it sounds like someone was like here's a 50,000 foot view of your DC properties it's a mess why are you making another movie that is like half one? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I would have canceled it. Um, because like the bets that they've been placing on the DCEU just don't really seem to be paying off when the two best movies to be made by Warner Brothers, as as far as DC properties go, aren't connected to the DCEU at all. So, But they're still putting out The Flash. So far. Well, I saw it today. He got fucking. He's made his way across across the ocean. He got arrested in Vermont today. Yeah, so that's what Kevin Smith was going off about. This is Ezra Miller, star of The Flash. Um, He's grievance, cravance, greedance in uh, the Fantastic Beasts movie movies. He seems, you know, I'm pretty out of the loop. He seemed fine in, um, you know, fine as the Flash in the Justice League movies, and he seemed fine otherwise but apparently he's uh taken quite a turn there's been like quite a bit of controversial stuff going on around him for at least a year yeah, he's running around hawaii like a fucking madman there's um months. i see assault charges i see grooming of children charges i see weird sexual assault stuff i see a whole lot of controversy and still no cancellation for his movie which i think is in the can right like it's done mm-hmm. is it not I think so, as much as like what they've they've put out. Yeah. So maybe that's just what it is. Like they have a project ready to go, and that's why they're just pushing forward. But yeah, the problem is, like, you get radioactive. Like, you know what wouldn't surprise me in twenty twenty two because there's literal precedent for this, is you just hire it out and face swap the whole thing. But they did that for Kevin Spacey, and it costs like thirty million dollars. But he wasn't in a lot of the movie though. This is like a front facing character. Huh. Well, like Kevin Spacey's part in in that uh, Ridley Scott movie. Like yeah, yeah was, I'm talking about for the... his movie, The Flash. Oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe like, they just do... get Timothy Chalamet to like shoot in a studio for two for a month, and they just face well, swap the whole performance. If he, especially well, if he's wearing the Flash costume. Yeah, but w- w- I think the difference between like that Ridley Scott movie and this is like the Kevin Spacey role was very tertiary. Uh, I so okay, it was okay. easy to kind of work your way like he. He's going to be all over this movie. He's like I see a freaking flash, yes, you know? So, Well, you know who else they did that for pretty... And again, like, this furthers your point, but they shot full-body stuff for a bunch of scenes is when they yanked Crystalia out of that Zack Snyder movie. Oh, and they threw in Tignataro. Tignataro. Yeah. They, and they apparently, like, Quarter Crew did some amazing breakdowns of it where they shot her alone in a studio on a soundstage, and they were still able to get the lighting on her as though she was like in a parking lot like they, they, apparently that stuff has just come a really really long way with 3d environments and even the stuff the mandalorian does like the unreal engine stuff apparently it's getting easier and easier to pop, to drop people in place of one another anyway yeah. 
it, it, you know, because imagine they announce this in the next six months that this movie is actually coming out, or they start putting out trailers <laughs> with a different face on it. That'd be so. Or, or cool. even with it, like, like let's say they don't do that, it mm-hmm. just feels like the backlash will be tough. Yeah, but like the, the stuff I've read, it seems so like it's not front page news at mm-hmm. all. You know, like it, it's there, and I'm sure people have their eyes on it. But is it going to be enough to stop? You know, waves of fans. You know, like the next DC movie. Yeah, it, it's yeah. also hard to put your pulse or your finger on the pulse of like what fans care about as far as DC mm-hmm. goes. It's like, does anyone love this guy? I th- I think some people do. Right. I, I don't know. Indifferent. I mean, as, as the Flash. Well, he's clearly. Oh, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't watch the DC movie. I'm so behind the last one. I. Oh, you're not missing much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of. Uh, okay, well, let's stick to DC stuff. Joker. One and two, or Joker two rather, has been greenlit. Are you aware of the details about uh, Joaquin and Todd Phillips' next at bat here? Uh, musical. It's gonna be. It's gonna have musical elements. So I'm stoked. Y- it's uh, Foily at deux. Mm. Nailed my French there. With Lady Gaga starring as Harley Quinn. Oh, is that, that confirmed? She's yeah. Harley Quinn. Ah, oh, perfect. Six years ago, I would have been like, "This is not. This is absurd." But then she got nominated for an Oscar <laughs> when she did. Uh, what was that? The Bradley oh, uh, Cooper movie. Uh, the, oh, uh, Stars Born. Yeah, and yeah. she seems to be quite capable. Um, and I mean Harley Quinn. Like, I, I think that's a, a dead ringer. It's so funny. Like the past two, with Joaquin like, too. You know. Well, I think I thought Margot Robbie was like nailed it, mm-hmm. but I think this is also like nailing it too. You know, like it, it's I think it's great casting, and if it's they're going with that musical element, like it's going to be. I think it's, it's Lady Gaga. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm super curious to see what flavor of Harley Quinn we get and how what choices Lady Gaga makes. Like, you know, we've gotten the cool thing about these characters, your Batman's and your Jokers, are you get to see all these different interpretations. Mm. Um, I. You know, not being a Batman expert, I would say that, like, uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, as a guy that's barely played those Arkham games, was, like, pretty close to what I saw in the Batman cartoons and in the Batman games. It was, like, scary, but also, like, very thick-accented, really going for, like, the teeny, sociopathic Mm. way. I wonder if we get a mature, darker... Can I take a stab at it? ...version, yeah. I guarantee you it's while she's still a doctor and she's treating him. Oh, that would be so fucked. And we slowly see her devolve into, like, you know, the Harley Quinn that we know. Oh, God. You just broke my heart. That's probably what it is. Yeah. I'm, I, I think that, because I, th- you know, and I don't think, you know, this is not an original opinion there. I'm, everyone on the internet's been speaking it as well. But, like, I think the musical elements are going to be dream sequences or they're going to be therapy sessions. Yeah you know, a technique of getting out your feelings or something like that. But I, I'm, I'm for this. Like that first Joker movie, like actually unsettled me. Like when I saw it, it was, it was pretty real and beautiful. I, um, but great movie, beautiful. You know, there's no and ifs or buts about it there, but um, I don't know. I think, I think you need to take swings, especially, you know, Dude, we were just talking about just so the absolute right. disarray of the TC, you know, universe, like you have to do your thing, her. execute like, your vision, right? Like, just go for it. Here's my question is, um, like, to your point about taking swings, that, that absolutely is the right call here because Todd Phillips was pretty upfront about being, like, a lot of this movie is an homage to Taxi Driver, mm. and it's heavily inspired that way, and we wanted to do something different. We had, it sounds like they had a fuckload of creative freedom doing it. Mm. So 
you got to wonder like how much of that is just they found magic they found the lightning in the bottle everything was right at the right time at the right place and they did it now they're going for like the repeat and it's like i am so curious to see what this duo plus lady gaga with this new infamous character and all this new this ip that like these people get to touch i just want to see if they can do it again you know what i mean it's like i want to i want um is it chris reeves and robert pattinson i want them to prove in their next movie that like Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah. Jeez, um, Christopher Reeves. That's Superman. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, I want like Matt Reeves and Pattinson to get another at bat with their sequel and prove that like you know it's not just because it's new, it's also because it's great, and I want them to do yeah. a good job. I'm very very excited. See the difference between, I think I think it's unfair because I think you know we've all seen what Matt Reeves can do with the the Planet of the Apes franchise mm-hmm. and how he knocked those out of the park. I think that's a more consistent you know, follow up, you know, I think going those back to back, that's one thing. If, if, the okay, Joker yeah, I'll movie, give you that. if the Joker movie was just doing like, we're just going to do Joker two and we'll just get a trailer in like two years or whatever. Yeah. I would have been way more hesitant, but I think, I think what the first movie did was, even though it, it's not that it was by the numbers in its own way, it took a swing. And I think they're coming at it from just a different angle with the same energy. And I no, you're think totally right. How, I think that's how it's going to succeed. Obviously, like we have no idea, but yeah. I think just the just the feel of the announcements and the the noise yeah. around it, it, I have way more confidence in it. People could definitely oversimplify the Joker and say it was by the numbers because mm-hmm. of like it's the the plot progression and the whole um, character origin story, like nature of it. But like the Joker had never had that kind of story told. The movie that dark had never been made with that character in mind. The from the music to the cinematography to the performance, mm. like that's all new ground. You know what I mean? Um, okay, we got a, we got a bunch of news left. We might have to cut some of this, um, or we can just go through them quick. World of Warcraft yeah. was trying to make a mobile game. Uh, it was three years in development with a hundred devs on the project and got fought, and it got canned. So there's. A little bit of writing on the walls with this one. Mm. So NetEase, the company, like the development partner, um, they were also behind Diablo Immortal. Mm. Rumor, again, this is all hearsay and a lot of internet chatter, but the uh, it's kind of leaning to that somebody wanted some more money based on the success of Diablo Immortal. And uh. Blizzard's like, nah, you don't get to dip into the WoW pot. <laughs> you know, you can have the Diablo money, but you ain't. So That's I think funny. it's, again, it's not a for sure thing, but a lot of people are saying that it's like them cutting cutting a financial like loss. Sure. Okay. From, you know, a loss of revenue based on their IP and all that. Plus the other thing too is like, you know, the Microsoft you know merger is yeah. like looking like it's, a, every day it's looking like it's more and more officially going to happen. Not even going to happen, it's just going to be signed and like, fully approved so stuff like this coming out it's not surprising at all i think this is kind of i think this was inevitable more than anything true say um what was i gonna say about oh no yeah you've been zero dark on a bunch of shit so you probably haven't seen the chainsaw man trailer have you nah man i'm going in blind okay i'm not even gonna mention it yo grant this thing looks like a movie like oh yeah they are swinging so hard and i think like they know, like, because the internet is just ablaze. Like, I don't know, but people are really excited about this. It looks people bloody. Salivating for this fucking show. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very, very excited. I think. I think it's gonna be really good. Um, 
but I guess I guess we'll see. Do you think Mappa is just like you know after like you know the like the sw- the sweatshop revenue? They're just like okay, we've grinded them down enough where we can like throw some real money at something and not just like you know like throw like B teams and stuff and like a fully dedicated team to something. It. You know, um, I would like to believe that, sure, yeah. but like it, you know, it could be that, or it could just be that they knew this property, this IP, was going to be worth a lot because it already had a lot of really strong manga sales, and they were mm. like, "All right, maybe this is one we just dedicate well, more resources to." Now um, that I think about it, I guess at the end of the day, it's the production company who decides how much money is thrown at this, right? So, could be people who own the rights are like, "Nah, this thing is going to hit." So, yeah, here you go. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. You know. You know, judging an anime's animation quality based off a trailer is probably not a great idea. But I'm just saying, you know, early signs look positive. Mm. Exactly. More ranking of kings is on the way. One or two episodes, I believe. Yeah, it sounds special like episode, OVA yeah. special event something. I never finished it. Anyway, you don't come after me. <laughs> What's delicious in dungeon? I just threw this in here because it was announced today. There was a there's some anime events over the weekend. It just it, it's right in my lane. It's a show about cooking, also like fantasy. They're stuck in a dungeon. They have nothing sure. to eat, so they're cooking the monsters and stuff like that. I don't know. It looked really silly, but I think the interesting thing is, is it, studio. Is it moist? Well, I think the moist thing that like everyone kind of I saw this on Twitter today, and then I jumped onto Reddit to see, and people were fucking losing their minds because Studio Trigger is doing this. And I believe they're notoriously known for, like, only doing original stuff. They don't do a lot of adaptions. Hmm. So people are like, oh, this is... And I guess they, they... Back in 2019, Trigger put out, like, a small... Like, a almost like an, a small OVA. Or I don't know how long it was, but it's some short little thing of a teaser of this. And everyone's kind of like, whoa. And they've just been quiet ever since. And they, they announced it today. So that's that's another 2023 show cool. coming down the pipe. And people seem really excited and kind of... Sounds like uh, I'll fuck with it. So sounds moist. Yeah. You also, didn't disappoint. Your name, your name is coming to Crunchyroll. So is Jujutsu uh, Kaisen. So the second, if anyone hasn't seen your name, Dave and I did a movie review uh, when we did those four four movies uh, late last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch your name. We got to do count. that again. Yeah, but we absolutely we should. And the, the lull, you know, we should do the lull before the the, the fall kicks in because we're gonna have no time in the fall. Oh God, you're right. God, it's already August and September's right around the corner. Yeah. God, we're going to be busy. Uh, I don't know what you're going to do with your son in between <laughs> watching all this anime. He's going to have to watch it. Whether yeah, it no not. kidding. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of anime, let's both talk about one more. Okay. And then we got to get to Q&A. We're 52 yeah. minutes in. We haven't even touched the Q&A. I'm so excited. I got to talk about FLCL. Fully yeah. coolly. Um, you know, last week see our last week's episode i tried a bunch of new shows maybe not a bunch i think i tried fully coolie and serial experiments lane i love them both my current mood is leaning towards fully coolie but i hadn't actually watched a second episode until today okay and i had like dis- and i think i said it last week and i stand by it like this thing's only like six episodes and i could inhale it in a day like it's so good grant this is so up your alley too oh really oh well, yeah damn i mean i don't know if it's up your like I think the music's up your alley. This okay. show, and it's it's so hard to, like, not get excited and be like, oh, it has the best needle drops ever. Because, like, you know, I just, I watched it, like, today, and I'm just still jazzed up about it. Well, it's on your mind, like, you know. But it has fantastic needle drops, and it's all, like, summer light rock and roll music. 
Um, but in Japan, I don't know. The music is fantastic. It's super whimsical. The art style is fun. It's a vibe, and it's fucking weird. But like, yeah, yeah. it's weird in the right way. It cheers me up. It's um, this thing would be a fucking hit if it came out today. And okay. uh, I think well, they're trying to put them out now, though, and they're just not hitting. Yeah, that's the funny part is recapturing magic, right? Like, I, from what I understand, they did Fully Cooly in 2001 or two, and it was great. And then I think there's a big break, and they've done mm. two new ones, and those ones are not hitting. But what I'm they saying, are doing two. They're doing additional two. Oh, okay. I think they announced that last year. Um, but this original core, this original arc, I'm, I'm only two out of six in, but they're fantastic. They're so fun um sometimes you gotta trust the internet you know like yeah sometimes and and sometimes like i i've you know i know you like this goes against your zero dark policy but like sometimes the trailers really weed out the losers or the bad recommendations yeah it's like because you can't just go to my anime list and like dot com the website and like be like what's the number one upvoted anime of all time like because you know sometimes it's right and it's fucking full metal alchemist brotherhood and other times it's like some weird shit that you know what i mean that like just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good like we we get into that conversation sure absolutely um but anyway fully cooly is one i just kept getting that kept getting brought up and eventually i was like okay let me see a friggin' trailer trailer looked good show absolutely has delivered the first two episodes i don't know where i found it but i'm i'll i'll find the source and i'll let you know if you want to watch it whenever but uh I think I just rented them, but but they're good. Yeah. Well, I'm every. It's been driving me nuts because it's it's one of those, you know. It's for me like the lists have been like you know Neon Genesis, you know mm. Death Note, and Fooly Cooly has always been there. I remember. Do you remember? Fuck. What was that YouTuber's name? Uh, Captain Christian. Do you remember him? No. He used to make these. Oh. Man. Not even a little bit, bro. Oh, dude, you oh, fuck. He would eat up his shit. Uh, years and years and years ago, this—I don't know how old he was. This guy, he was just making these super high, um, stylized YouTube videos, like video essays on various things. He would do one on, you know, the golden era of animation and like highlighted episodes of like a like a Superman clip from like the fifties and how nothing has ever come close to be looking that good. And, you know, and, and there's like random stuff. He'd do one on David Fincher movies and, uh, you know, uh, Miyazaki films. But he did one strictly on Fooly Cooly and just his love. And I remember wa- I watched all his videos because his editing and his his voice and uh, his scripts were top notch. What the hell and was he, this guy called? What was his name? Cap- Captain Christian. He was the one, like, he kind of just like went zero dark on the internet. He hasn't made it stuff in a long time. Huh. So he would come back and never did. But his, the, I remember the one that's always stuck out to me was Fooly Cooly. And it's just been sitting there on the list, and you know it's hard. It's hard to find, but uh, I'll. Uh, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I, I, now since you've been watching it, like it's like a little. I'm a little green about it, and I'm like, fuck. Like Dave got the jump on me. I need. I need to see this. So. It's true. I it's did. always worse when it's someone you know has seen something that you've been <laughs> wanting to watch. You know, it's I'm true. all the internet. You're like, ah, I don't want to be missing out with my friends. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check that out. All right, bro. Check it out. Tell me about light and magic. So, Light and Magic is a completely snuck out of nowhere. It's a three-part documentary series on Disney Plus Sounds on indu- Industrial Light and Magic (ILM). What? Yeah, the like the, the studio? studio. Yeah. Oh, Dave. Okay. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. This shit. I've only watched the first episode. Um, this show was designed for fucking nerds who like to build things. They like to know how things work. Um. It, 
so I don't know like the full scope of where the show is going, but the first episode is strictly the inception of ILM. And I, I didn't know like the, like I knew there was association to star Wars, but I did not know that star Wars is the reason the company exists. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just literally like they, it, it, Dave, it's, it's one of the most feel good things. The first hour, I think each episode is an hour long. It's one of the most feel good things I've ever seen because it covers, you know, the, these architects, you know, these pioneers of, you know, of photography and engineering and just all these, just these cool fucking dads, you know, like they're like they got dad energy now. Like they're, they're all there. Fuck. Dave, it is so good. It's so jovial is not the word. It's just it's so warm, you know, like all these people like they just love their craft and they talk about like, mm-hmm. you know, I was just like, you know, I didn't think there was any place in the world growing up. And I just love making fucking home movies. And I like sci fi, like making monsters. You know, I love re- like watching you know monster movies with my parents, mm-hmm. and they found their people, and it's just it's so funny. They're all in fucking California, typical. But, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but anyways, like it's it's really good, and they show one of the most fascinating things is there's a good segment. The twenty minutes of the episode is the uh, the camera because they built a camera from ground up to get certain shots in Star Wars, like you know the the camera shots panning across like the Star Destroyers, mm-hmm. and you know how were they able to get the turns of like the the Tie Fighters and the X Wings and the what went into designing them and the you know so I think the the remainder two episodes are going to talk about like where they went after Star Wars and all that. It could there's a chance it could just be about like the inception period of yeah. the making of Star Wars, Dave. F- enthralled like literally got up you at said disney the, plus it's on disney plus got up at three yeah. in the morning to feed the baby i was like i'm gonna we're gonna watch this and we just <laughs> threw it on and i was like you know the baby was like done eating there and we only been like 20 minutes into the first episode and i was like damn i i don't want to go to bed but i have to but like <laughs> you know it's just one of those things i i did i did not want to stop watching it was it's what the discovery channel should be it should be what the History Channel should be. This is the kind of thing they should be showing in classrooms of people. Like, and, like, they're so... I don't know, man. It's just... for what people a that like passionate review. Look how fired Dave, up you are. Dave, I was blown... I've been thinking about it nonstop. And, <laughs> like, I just really want to watch, like, the following parts. But You're giving me dad energy right now. Man, <laughs> I am. But it's... I highly, highly, highly recommend this. Really? Um, anyone that loves Star Wars, there's some great insights. Like... Uh, the nicknames they had for things like the inception of the Millennium Falcon. I never knew that story, you know. And like the, the there, there's a part in this. A little small spoiler, uh, you know, for a movie that was made in the '70s. But um, mm-hmm. there, I guess there was like a uh, the person who originally designed majority of the ships for the for Star Wars. Um, like I think George Lucas and the studio are just like these are dope as fuck. But like we need. We don't. We can't have this looking like Flash Gordon. We want this to look lived in. Like we want the rebels to look like the rebels, and that was really interesting too. They were saying um, all the rebel stuff. They wanted to look like hot rods. Like people were modding their vehicles <laughs> and trying to supercharge them. You totally see it, that. And then when it comes to the Empire, they wanted everything to look like it came fresh off the line. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. Can never catch a hot rod, right? You know, it's just. I don't know. It's just you listen to all these people and like they're so humble, but like they're the, some of the most influential people in Hollywood. Just yeah. from, like. And they're all kids. They all made a big difference, right? They changed everything, you know, and you can see that. And the, they don't like, it's just nice. Like there's no controversy. There's no drama. It's just, it's just people making stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure there's, it was so funny. Like there's a part 
where they talk about like the, they spend like a good five minutes talking about how much fucking fun they had. Like they had their own hot tub or like their own little makeshift pool and and uh, you know they were coming at all hours. Like we made our own hours and it just cuts to this guy. He's like, yeah, like I was like stuck on the night shift because you know I was moonlighting. I was actually working at Disney during the day and I had to you know be quiet about it at night. And you know he's like, I didn't get that fun. Is it's funny like they it's just a really good cast of people that were there and you know they're still all you know they're telling all their stories and oh fuck man it's must watch absolutely if you love star wars and if you love the making of movies this is a must watch documentary damn yeah okay that's just the first episode there's i, I got two more to watch which i'm probably gonna watch tonight so. all right maybe this would be a good recommendation for my for my father oh 100 percent. i know oh. i know you're you're you and your dad have always shared your love for star wars there but mm-hmm. i think this would be super in your dad's lane all right light and magic on disney plus yeah I'll put it put it in the old queue won't i get it okay i think with that we're Two over minutes. an hour in but we we're doing the q a we have to like we're doing most of these is that fair to say absolutely okay are you ready mm-hmm. i feel like we should have like a like if we keep doing this we're gonna need like a like a musical like a cue like a yeah, like a breaking news sound, like coming in from San Diego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right um, up from San Diego, ass. Yeah. Okay. So first question. Hopefully, a long time listener. I don't know this person. This is a real fan. This is a Thank genuine you. person out there. Moto Lad six seven five. Thank I you for your question. The notes document that Dave and I share, and I had a grin ear to ear to see a fan's name. So thank you. Sup, Moto Lad? Thanks for your question. Um, what is the order to watch Evangelion? I'm so confused which to watch after season one. My guy, you should be <laughs> because yeah. you are feeling um, you're feeling how all of us felt after watching season one. And when you say season one, I'm assuming you're just talking about the actual anime series. Mm. like there is no more than one season there's a season and then a fuckload of movies um so that is so from there that would be your route so i guess depending on whether you've watched the end of evangelion which it's it sounds like you haven't so that's next yeah so that and again you know you know there's no i'm sure there's there's no real way to watch it because it's it's so all over the place but I guess if you really wanted to get like timeline wise, if you're finished season one, it doesn't matter. But um, the movie, the end of Evangelion, fits in between episodes 24 and 25, mm-hmm. and then, so you would watch 25 and 26 last after that. But um, so that's one story. So there's four other movies, mm-hmm. um, each one with a second version with more deleted scenes, and those are like the watch, yeah. like the ones to watch. The Rebuild I, series. The Rebuild series. So there's four of them in total. The, the most recent one came out last year, I believe. Yeah, 2021. Thrice, thrice Upon a Time. Yeah. 3.0 plus 1.0, something like that. But, um, so yeah, there's there's four movies. I, uh, I don't know them all off by name. Yeah. I know one is... I got them here. It's They all have redo. like a parentheses. It's You Are, parentheses, Not Alone is number mm. one, released in 2007. You cannot advance, you cannot redo, and then thrice upon a time. But like, let me let me take the mic for one sec. Here's what mm-hmm. I would say, um, Moto Lad, is just watch it, and you can probably apply this rule. I don't think people would go crazy to all of Evangelion. Just watch it in its release order. Mm-hmm. Like there are, there is an argument, and you can consider that argument once you're done with the series, which you've already watched, and then End of Ava. That's like the core story. He mm. didn't do those other four movies until literally over a decade later. 
Yeah. So like as far as Ava They're like the remixes. Cl- yeah. So as far as Ava the classic goes, watch the series, watch End of Evangelion the movie. That's pretty much the story you should be considered or concerned with primarily. Um and yeah, like, you know, episodes the last couple episodes are definitely a mind fuck, but it all really does work together once you've seen the movie. And then, you know, you get to, you know, then start Googling Evangelion Wikipedia and stuff like that. Mm. You can get into understanding the series. And if you, like, really fall in love with it, then, yeah, watch the Rebuild series. Watch those four movies. There is there is one other movie, Death and Rebirth, which is, yeah. from what I've, underst- I've understood, I understand, is it, more of, like, a recap. I think it has yeah. parts from the first portion of end of evangelion and it's kind of the remix like it's more of a recap of the entire series and there is some new stuff at like at the time because it came out i think it came out after the yeah, show it did it was like right around that time so like i don't think it's necessary viewing like it's not not canon no it's definitely like not necessary viewing that's why i said like to if you really just want to keep things simple because like we had this problem too with like i had this problem when i googled it like, the, there are arguments about the watch order. Like, if you want mm. the best linear storytelling, then, yeah, you should watch this much, and then Death and Rebirth, and then that much, and then you should watch the director's cuts of these episodes, and then the mm. movie. And it's like, nah, just save yourself a bit of a headache and, like, a bit of a rabbit hole. You will get the intended experience just by watching it in the order it was released. And then if you really want to get nitpicky, you can do all that stuff later. But I don't think you need the re- rebuild series. I don't think it's, like, required viewing. I think if you have an appetite for more Ava which probably a lot of people do, you can go watch it. It's canon in its own right. Like yeah. it's, it's still, it's separate from, you know, the original run, but it's, it's its own thing, but it's still canon. So like, yeah. you know, it's, if you just want another take, I'm, I've never watched them. I, I think I've watched, um, funny enough, it was on, one of them was on the movie network at one time. And I woke up to, I was like, oh shit, am I watching Ava right now? Mm. <laughs> like, what, what? And it was the first time I'd actually seen Ava. This was years and years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was Ava. It looked dope. Um, next question. I know who this is from. <laughs> Listener Carolyn. Have oh, you Carolyn. seen, well, we'll see if she listens, right? We'll see mm. if she's a real listener. Um, have you seen Kiki's Delivery Service? And if so, did you love it or did you love it? I, in fact, love it. Grant is our resident uh, Star Wars, Studio Ghibli, and Pixar expert. I am our resident pessimist and all-around grumpy man. So I have not seen Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, I've seen shockingly few Studio Ghibli movies. I think this is a... Is it a Miyazaki? It's one of my, it's, it is, yeah. It's one of my favorites of uh, the Ghibli movies. 1989. Mm-hmm. Um Japanese animated fantasy film, written, produced, directed by, yes, Miyazaki. Okay, adapted from the 1985 novel. So, oh, Kirsten Dunst is in it. Um, it yeah, in the dub. In, uh, in the dub. So. Uh, blanket on the other name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I haven't seen it. Is it in your top what? It's in my top three. Of animated movies? Uh, or no, of no, Studio no, Ghibli? Of, of the Ghibli movies. It's, oh, it's, it's still in my top pretty good, three. though. Yeah. I my number one. So I'm gonna return serve to you, Carolyn. Have you seen Ponyo? And if so, do you love it or do you love it? You know, well like I love Ponyo, but Kiki. I think Kiki is. Uh, I would say third, probably my third. Eh, probably my number two. I love. I love. What's the top three? Ponyo, with. Kiki, and what else? Ponyo, Kiki, and Spirit Away is just like all time. 
Yeah, it's so like the big one. Like people would say that's like everyone's number one, but I I have such a soft spot for Ponyo. I haven't I seen. Well. I think the only Ghibli movie I've seen is Spirited Away. Oh, Dave, you gotta get into those. They're so good. They're and they're so easily. Ex- that's the thing. Like people have been fighting. No. Like wasn't there like you know, <laughs> for years fighting to get it took them? Now decades they're just there. for them to make it here. <laughs> Netflix was arguing on making deals with the with Studio Ghibli for like a decade. They finally got here, and everyone's like, "Are these any good?" Yeah. What are these? Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Yeah, we'll get around to it. It's a little mid. Yeah. <laughs> Seems pretty mid to me, bro. Yeah. Okay. No, Kiki is great. Alright, one from Sam. I don't hey, know Sam. I don't know who this is, but must be a fan. Um, which, if any anime series would you like to see slash would be good as a live action reboot? So have you put any thought into this since you saw it? Yeah, I have. So quick it's so funny because leanne is watching full metal right now don't say that okay well <laughs> get ready because you clearly don't know <laughs> so i leanne was in the other room watching and all i hear is like just like a lot like a just a like a single loud out loud laugh she's and a I, very loud person she, oh, yeah the loudest um <laughs> if anyone knows leanne you know that's the farthest thing from the truth um i poke my head in and it's the netflix like you know, moving the advertisement page, like, you know, when it's been sitting in standby for a little while and it transitions from one to the next and it's a live action full metal movie. Oh yes. The, I've the seen return this. or the, the return of scar or, or something like that. And <sighs> I was like, I'm in, we're watching this, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so it's so funny that Sam asked this question because that live action movie has been on top of my mind. God, it upsets me. Um, just they're just trampling on this on this stuff this thing i love man but that's fine it's fine it's, have uh, you do you have like a definitive like i got to see it for or like what like like what would be your live what would be your live action so well okay so to answer your question and hers like i don't have one in my mind where i'm like i need this to be a live action like i think history has shown us that like the mediums don't really work it doesn't transfer mm. easily you know cowboy bebop is a great example of something sure. that's beloved by everybody and it got a real studio with real actors and a real budget and it just didn't quite work and you know that's not to say it couldn't ever work i'm just saying historically it has not worked out however if there's one or two that i think like if you really 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 went for it it might work, and when I say really went for it, I mean budget, care, someone who wants to make like a really appropriately and closely adapted thing. I think there are two that come to mind, and one we're actually going to get to see. Mm. There was an atrocious Death Note movie, mm. but somewhere in there, they got um, Willem Dafoe to voice Ryuk, and it was fantastic. Like he was, was that, that was an ace in the hole. Yeah, yeah, he really, he really. Oh, you don't even know who Ryuk is, do you? I know he's the fucking the yeah the Shinigami dude. yeah um but the good thing about Death Note the is that it's a lot of people's first animes ever sure and it's a great foray and like exploration into the medium and it's not super effect heavy like yeah mm-hmm. there is like a quote demon but like you know Hollywood CGI has come a long way or even just like a costume like that's kind of the only thing and then it's otherwise a drama um, I think the secret is you gotta get away from adapting animes that are going to require a lot of VFX to carry you. Like, I think, like, a Dragon Ball movie will never work. A Full mm. Metal Alchemist movie will never work. Like, it's just the environment has too much fantastical shit. 
Sure. You're going to lose too much money to CG. It's going to have to come out of budget somewhere. Um, it's just a losing combo. So I would say Death Note and get ready. Throw Lord of the Rings style money, Amazon Prime series money at Vinland Saga. I bet it works. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Dude, it's Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's Vikings, but also a coming of age story. It's beautifully sad. It's got family and war and famine and complex characters. Like, what is it? What does that not have? And not nothing about that show has to be an anime. Mm-hmm. Now, it would have to be an expensive, well-produced adaptation, but I think Vinland Saga could work. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, Sam has just, uh, with this question, she's unfortunately signed up for an episode of Vinland Saga. She doesn't know that yet, but what are you going to do? <laughs> it's a good one, Sam. I promise. Yeah. Well, then, what other questions we got here? Well, I didn't say mine. Yeah, no, I said, what else you got? What you, give, me, give me, give me. Oh, what, what I would see? I think, I know it sounds... It's to your point, like you know, you can't do Full Metal because it's too fantastic and all that. I I think the humor and kind of like the you know the the laid backness moments, some of them of Jujutsu Kaisen, I think would really work live action mm-hmm. if you got the right people, right actors, the, good the right chemistry. actors, good chemistry. I think that would be you know total knockout of the park. Kind of joke answer, but not. I would love to see like a semi, like maybe like a. Like an Ameri- like a westernized animation of Odd Taxi, like if Pixar or Disney Ooh. took a swing at Odd Taxi, I think that would work Ooh. really well. Um, and then I think like my real answer, I think Two Year Eternity could happen. It is yeah. just you know it's like sixty percent semi like it kind of fits into a similar lane as Vinland Saga, where a lot of it is you know historic you know historically I say that in quotations, but like. It's a lot of real situations, and there, you know, mm. there's the odd. Fuck, what were the villains called again? The mo- the monsters. Knockers. Knockers. You know, yeah. like there's like some elements that are semi, you know, hard to you know bring to screen there. But uh, I think I think to your turn it would be would be cool. And again, right actors could really get a good emotional performance, and you know, be a bit of a tearjerker. Um, True God, to say. To your turn, what a fucking good show. God it's coming back this October too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh God, what are we gonna do? I think, and you know what's funny? I think I do think we're gonna get a lot more. We're gonna get a lot more Eastern influenced live action stuff, solely based on the success of Squid Game, because that's just you know it's mm. it's basically essentially like you know the the whole death game has been done to death originally in anime. So good know, point. It's uh, I'm sure. It definitely helped out uh, some more live action stuff. But yeah, no, for sure. True say. Um, Leanna, listener, Leanna, what is your unpopular anime opinion? Mm. Do you have one? I do. Hit me. Um, The internet should stop complaining. Sakura from Naruto is not as bad as anyone thinks. If anything, I think she's uh, the butt end of a joke for no reason half the time. I wish I had an opinion. I've never seen Naruto. No, I know that's uh, for for you and I it means nothing. Um, but, uh, anyone listening who watches Naruto, ease up on. on ease up. <laughs> um, unpopular anime opinion. It's tricky because the anime community, just like you know all intense fan communities, whether it's Star Wars or entertainment or just like fans of a certain show, like. You try and have an unpopular opinion, and they're like, that's actually everyone's hot take. But <laughs> yeah. I have one that anytime I see anime threads or anytime I see what's trending, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that, like, this is just not 
this isn't news. But yeah, like the weird um, focus and sexualization of characters for seemingly no reason a lot of the time Mm. has ruined many a show for me. And I think, you know, not to get like silly about it, but like, I I just don't think it's good. I don't think it's Mm. a good idea. I don't think it should be like, it should be depicted the way it is. I think it's like potentially harmful. I'm not a father, but like there's a lot of this stuff that I wouldn't want. It's, it's the only inappropriate thing in a show that I wouldn't want my children to see when Mm. other, like other than that, it's all fine. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it's weird. I think uh, shows like uh, fire force and whatever else, like it's overlord. Like that's Mm. what are you guys doing? Like what, Mm. who is this for? And I mean, Clearly, the weird thing is that it's for a lot of people. So, I don't know. I hate that. Um, I don't know if that's unpopular or not. I feel like a lot of people hate that, too. Well, I, I think it's definitely more of an unpopular opinion than it is a popular one. But well I, I think majority of the fan base is, is on the opposite side of that. Yeah. All right, Grant. Last question of the day. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Leanna. So, Leanna... Again. Two yeah, questions? Yeah. You think because... Yeah. You're a super fan, you get two? <laughs> so, the end of the sequel, two different Leannas. Um, mm-hmm. sh- w- Dave, what's your most anticipated anime for next year? I'm going to add a little addendum to this. Oh, no. You get two. Uh, sequel, follow-up season, or, or or additionally, like a new a new project that's announced. Oh, God. The only one that came to, that comes to mind, and I like once you like have the answer in your head, it's so hard to get a different one. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, yeah. It's the most anticipated like the decade for me is we're going to find out how Attack on Titan ends. Yeah. And I don't know where else to go from there. Like I'm incredibly excited for all these new things coming, but all the things I'm really excited for are actually coming this year. Um, like okay. I'm so excited for Mob Psycho 3. I'm so excited <laughs> yeah. for Two Year Eternity, Chainsaw Man. That's all this fall. Yeah. Um, the only other one I can think of in 23, but it's also a sequel, is Jujutsu Kaisen. Vinland Saga Season 2. And those are all continuations. So, like, yeah. I don't have a brand new project I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. We're eating good, though, man. Oh, man, we're eating so good. I think of announced, there's a couple There's a couple that I am very very much interested. I think the one that sticks out is, um, I, I had sent it to you, it was, it's called Mashal. Mm. Um, it's, the, it's like, I think it's called Mashal Magic and Muscles. Um, it's a comedy uh, series. I think it's a dude... I think a dude is like in good shape. He knows how to fight, and I don't know if he's isekai into a world where he has magical powers. But it's like not cool to be like strong. Mm. So like he has to like hide that he's he's Jack. I don't know. I don't know the full the full extent of it, but it, it sound everyone loves it. Like it's a hugely popular <laughs> manga. So I'm I'm excited for that. But when it comes to sequel stuff, you know. I think again, Attack on Titans is the obvious one, but Doctor Stone season three is like really been on on top of my mind. Yeah, because um, they rewatched really, it. Well, we rewatched it, but that fucking that one off episode, oh, um, yes. it it landed hard. It was such Still on my list. It was such a good uh, episode. So there's that, and then you know, um, yeah, I don't know, like you know, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, oh man, I just thought like, of a different question or a different answer. Sorry, unrelated to the whole live adaptation one. Mm-hmm. You know, be you know, it's a classic that could get out an adaption. Steins Gate. There's oh, no. Oh, I seen that. Yeah, that I'm I'm like halfway through from like a watch like th- three years ago. I got to restart, but it's like a time thing, and there's no mm. VFX. It'd be great for live action. Sorry, cut you off. 
No, like I said, I, I think the big one that's sticking out, like the obvious one is Attack on Titan, but I think I'm really, I've been thinking about Dr. Stone a lot. So. If the conclusion to Attack on Titan is bad for us, for us both, like unanimously, I think we have to make a pact that we just end the podcast with no notice. <laughs> like we just never record again. <laughs> like we started because of this show. It has changed our lives, the yeah. show and the podcast. And if the show doesn't go well, I can't see how the podcast can continue. You know what I mean? No goodbye. No nothing. We just leave. She go. We're going dark. <laughs> just like all the trailers I'm not hey, watching. Yeah, there you go. Um, are, are we good? I think that's pretty think, probably it. I think we're good. Thank you, everyone, for the sending in the questions. Yeah. Uh, I was giddy when I saw the Q&A. So, again, yeah. shout out to Carolyn and Motolat675 and Sam and Leanna. Y'all, y'all are real ones. So. Thanks for asking questions. And if you'd like your question to get on the podcast, we're going to try this probably again next week. Um, we record on Tuesdays, so we'll put up uh, an Instagram post uh, at Part-Time Otaku Podcast on Monday or Tuesday. Um, so get your questions in then. Um, we're excited to answer them. Thank you for sending them in. I think I've already said follow the podcast on Instagram, so subscribe on po- Spotify, Apple Music, um, etc. Thank you very much for listening. This has been fun. Grant, say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.